All right. Welcome. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Today I have with me Ardelia, and I am going to let her introduce herself to, to you. Hello, everyone. Um, my name is Ardelia. I am a human design projector and a human design guide. So essentially what I do is I, <laughs> I like to think that I make mistakes so that I can tell other people the mistakes that I made and be like, okay, guys, this is what I found works. This is what I found didn't work. I take that and go do with it what you will. Um, but essentially my goal is to help people, mainly human design projectors, understand human design and what it means to be a projector. Mm-hmm. And Ardelia has a podcast called That Projector Life. And I was on it. Gosh, I don't even know how long ago it was at this point. But we talked about being being a projector, an emotional projector, specifically in corporate. So if that speaks to you, please go look that up. And I can actually link it in the show notes as well. Um, so Ardelia, remind me, are you, are we both one threes? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we originally, when we originally talked about coming on, I knew that I wanted to have you just because I love what you put out in the world. And I love how much you honor your energy. And that's what I want to talk to you about being a projector. And at least that's where we'll start. Um, Specifically a one three, which is so interesting because I did a class yesterday and I talked about something that I'm going to be offering at the end of it. And in that class, I, I talked about how I like, this is the base of what I'm feeling is going to be in it, but I also give myself permission to evolve with it. And it's actually specifically designed to honor my evolution and the people that I work with within it. Um, because I notice how I can create things sometimes. And it's like, honestly, like two weeks later, sometimes I'm like, I'm not into this anymore. Would you say that that is that a projector thing? Is that a one three thing? And I don't I will I do want to caveat and say that I do not condone blaming being a projector or a one three thing or human design or any of that and saying this is why I am who I am because we always have a choice so I do want to put that out there as well but yeah tell me what you think about that yes so I love I'm going to dovetail off what you just said about blaming um first of all because I I completely agree I don't I know what I how do I want to say this (laughs) I don't like it when people use like their their human design type or their profile or something as like a crutch because it's not the more that you learn about yourself the more you understand about how your energy works or how your profile works the more you aware you are and that's really good because then you can figure out okay so this can be influencing that but I don't have to, you know, allow it to define me or be a victim to it. Um, And we could say the same thing about, you know, waiting for invitations as a projector, right? Be like, okay, I'm a victim because I have to wait for invitations. It's like, no, that's actually very empowering for you because that gives you time to, you know, follow this flow of energy and coming back full circle, kind of, I think that also, you know, leaving space for those offers to evolve and grow 
is just a really smart thing to do. Um, and I think it could partly be that one, three profile where you do have to kind of get in there and experience it and be like, does this work? Does this not work? Um, but also that gives you space to work with your emotional authority as it brings things up because you are going through that wave mm -hmm. as well. Um, so I'm wondering if it also, that also could be a factor coming into play. Um, but I know I've experienced something similar where it's like, I, one week I'm really excited about this one thing. And so like, I have energy flowing to that and it's all going there and it's like, this is amazing. And then the next week something has shifted and it's like, oh no, that's not working <laughs> anymore. And so then I have to, you know, find where the energy is flowing to the next thing, um, you know, fully intending to come back and pick up that thing that I had to drop. Um, but when the energy is there to do so. Yeah. Yeah. I actually listen now we, now we have like two conversations going. I actually listened to a woman a long time ago on her podcast, and she talked about how she doesn't believe in personalities. And she was like, I actually believe that we can completely strip that, strip that down and create ourselves. And I thought that that was so beautiful because I talk a lot about releasing those identities, you know, and honestly, when we talk about honoring energy, and flowing with our own energy. I mean, I think that's relative to anyone really, yes. you know, yes, for sure, for sure. And, um, so regardless of whether you are a human design projector or a human design generator or a manifestor reflector or a manigen, you can still follow that flow of energy. Um, and this is something that I kind of, I do want to talk more about this, like on my podcast. So I've like got episodes planned around that just because it's been coming up more. Um, but like how to be a projector in everyday life. And it is part of that flowing with the energy and it really lessens the amount of like resistance and frustration that is there, I think. Yeah. So I, the other thing with the flow that I have, it's been quite a journey for me coming from corporate. Um, and I'm a left quad. I know you'll know what that means. Um, and maybe we, maybe you can explain that cause I won't be able to explain it, but, um, there are arrows on the top of your chart that all point left or right. And my understanding is that left is going to be more masculine or specific um, type energies. And I couldn't even tell you what they all are. And then the right is more feminine, non-specific energy. And so knowing that I'm, I'm quote unquote designed to be more masculine, if you will, we all have masculine, feminine energy is something I talk, I've talked about in a few different episodes here as well, but coming from corporate, I was very in my conditioned at masculine. I was just, I was in a super hustle. I was not flowing at all. It was just constant push, 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 push. And so coming out of that, I completely rejected that. And I went all into feminine and then I didn't get anything done, nothing. And so finding that balance of like how I can create a structure and what I, this is what I found. I found that if I create a structure that I can kind of flow within, then that works for me. As an example, something that 
um, a couple of things that I've done is like trying to follow the Ayurvedic clock. So from 10 to 10 to two is Pitta time. So that's like getting shit done. That's why I plan my podcasts in this time, right? Two to six is Vata time, which is very intuitive. I do my intuitive readings during that time, typically. Another thing that I do is um, I'll have these hours. My friend Melissa talked to me about this, where one hour I'll do, um, there's a love, an honor, and a power hour. So the love hour is all about my environment. So I spend an hour, and the only thing that I can focus on is my environment, whether that's doing the dishes putting incense up, putting, you know, nice music to cleanse the home I'm in or whatever that is, but it's all environment focused. And then the honor hour is all about me and power is about work. And so I don't always have things planned during those, but I have that hour structure and it's amazing to watch how much my mind wants to go. I just want to go do everything. And I can be, you know, kind of scattered from that perspective. But when I focus my time and I have that structure base, it seems to work with me. But that's something that I I honestly, I am still very much experimenting with because I do not feel like I have it nailed down. (laughs) How about you? Like, tell me about masculine, feminine flow. If you want to address the arrows at the top, like, tell me all the things. Yeah. So the arrows, those are so interesting. And it not only does it depend on which way the arrow is pointing, but there's also, there's more detail inside that arrow itself. So you and I, so I have my top two arrows are left. So what am I? I'm PLR DLR because, um, my top two arrows are pointing left. My bottom two arrows are pointing right. Um, and typically the top two arrows, um, are like kind of brain. So more, I'm more a strategic thinker. I tend to think logically. I approach things logically. If you listen to my podcast, if you've done any of my courses, you know, I am a step one, step two, step three person. But when it comes to actually implementing things and like dealing with kind of the body, I am right. So that's more of the kind of receptive, uh, more feminine energy. And when it comes to the environment, because environment is one of the bottom arrows, people who have a right facing arrow tend to enjoy environments that are calmer. So where someone who has a left facing arrow could be like, I need to be in the middle of a super crowded coffee shop to get work done. I would be like, oh my gosh, get away from me. I need to be at home in the silence or something like that. But it really has to do with more environmental stimulation with that left and right. Um, but then, so I left strategic. I love planning. I love all the plans, but then when it comes to actually implementing them, that is where I have to flow with that energy, um, and really listen and pay attention to what do I have energy to do, you know, right now or today. And that, that can be frustrating, but it also is helpful. And I love how you have that blend of structure, but it's also really loose, Um, I don't, so for me, I structure my work day and that anytime between like eight and 11 ish on a good day is when I work. And typically I will take a break about 10. That's about when my caffeine runs out. Um, 
And then, you know, sometimes I only stop at 10, sometimes I'll work until 11. It just really depends on how much energy I have during that day. But I have realized if I haven't done it before lunch, it's probably not going to get done unless it's a call or there's something super important where I have the energy to do that. Um, but that's typically is how I structure my day. It's more open-ended. Although I will also have times where I have energy to use, but I don't have a direction for it. And like, I'm not mentally engaged. So at that point it's like, okay, well, let me go, you know, tidy up or do the dishes because I've got that energy to use. I just don't, I just can't mentally engage with my business or something like that. Mm, yeah. I, there was something that came to me as you were talking and now I'm not remembering it. Um, oh, I remember now. So what about, that's actually what I was going to talk about when I have energy to use. So um, sometimes I can be in the flow and I can work an eight hour day. And then sometimes I'm, you know, like I, I work a couple hours and I'm good, you know, and I've something that I've been doing because as a projector, there is this thing out there that says like, you should only really work like a few hours a day. Some say like a few hours a week, like whatever they all say. But to me, like I, I just honor that, you know, I honor when I'm, when I have the energy and I have a direction for it. And also when I have the energy and I don't have a direction for it, or I can't focus, like if I sit down and I'm like, this is what I want to do, but I just can't, I can't seem to bring myself there. I know that like, I can feel the energy and I need, I know I need to move it. So like, I'll get up and like have a dance party or like do something to move the energy, right? Do yoga or Kundalini. Um, but that's something that that's also been a practice for me to ease into because coming out of that corporate hustle mentality, there's been this fear around, like, I don't want to lose myself again in that, but, or, and I will say that I've tuned in to my intuition and my intuition will tell me like, it's okay. It's okay to work. Like it's okay to, to, put energy into your dreams because that's what you're doing right now. So do that, you know? Yeah. Any reflections on that? Yes. So uh, the whole projectors and work. Oh my gosh. The, I didn't even know where to, I have to like control myself. <laughs> Don't control yourself. So. <laughs> So first of all, one of the things that I personally need to get better about doing is talking more about projectors and work because, you know, there is that general human design wisdom where it's that blanket statement of projectors aren't supposed to work more than like four hours a day. And it's like, okay, uh, that's not realistic for me. You know, I give myself like on, on a good day, I can get three hours of work done in my business. 
And that's because you and I are slightly different in how we are designed. I know you're an energy projector. Mm -hmm. I have no motor centers. Mm -hmm. So you are able on some days to run energetic circles around me, which is awesome. Um, But for me, a good day of work is like three hours, three and a half, maybe four hours. But then after that, I still have things to do. Like I've got my kids to take care of. I got to make supper. So I'm still, I still consider that work, even though it's not business work. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like sometimes projectors are like, wait, I've done more than four hours of work. It's not like a bad thing. And then there are people in your situation where they're like, I can work eight hours some days and other days I can't. And it's like, that's okay. This is all. And that's important thing to to remember about human design. It is all an experiment. And you do also, 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 you are your authority. I cannot emphasize that enough. You are your authority. So if these people in the human design community are saying projectors are only supposed to work four hours, but you're like, I've got eight hours worth of energy to give right now. Then give that eight hours worth of energy. If that's what feels good for you, if that's what feels aligned, do that. And that is awesome. Also, I think it's important to understand that there are other factors that influence how much energy you have at any given time. Right. So, you know, and I know personally, my energy is not always going to be the same. Um, some days I can work one hour and it's like, and today's just going to be a rest day. And some days I can work three hours and I feel fine. So there is a difference also in just where you are each day. So that, I think that's everything. Yeah. I'm curious what you think about, because you just said you are your authority and there are a lot of human design guides out there that will say to you, I mean, they will flat out say, if you're not following your strategy and and authority, this is why you're failing at life. Like they will say that. Right. And for me, like being an emotional authority, and I'm pretty sure we talked about this on your podcast as well. What I found is that if I'm in a grounded place, I can make that decision because I'm also I mean, my, my whole spleen, except for one gate is defined. I am very intuitive, right? So if I am grounded and by the way, side note, I left arrow or not, I could not be working in a busy fucking coffee shop. So like I can, but if it's really noisy, like I'm so sensitive that like that would bother me. Right. So I'm, I'm so I'm, I'm such an empath that like the inner, like that energy matters to me. So again, it's just a matter of like, this is another Testament to why, like, you don't just look at this one thing and say, this is why I have to do that. Um, but yeah, like with the emotional authority, I mean, some people tell you, you like, you need to be on that wave for like a month or something. Like, I don't know. They'll tell you you have to be on it for a long time. But I found in my experience that two things. Number one, I can make a decision and it it will depend on the decision as well. I can make a decision from a very grounded space. And what I will say also is that sometimes the energy of that thing has been in my aura for a while, right? Like the fact that I decided to sell my house and be a nomad I didn't just decide that like in a day. Honestly, I had, I knew a year prior to making that decision that it was time for me to leave Buffalo. I knew I was stagnant there. I was like, it's time for me to go. And 
where I jump in my wave is I start go and I did this. I was at a retreat at the time at a mastermind retreat. And I was like, oh, okay. I got to figure out where to go. I got to start packing. I got it. 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 And, and they were like, hold on. Like, maybe you just travel a little bit before you decide. And I was like, oh, and then I relaxed. And then I was like, okay, I'm just going to wait for it to drop in. And then one day, like a year later, I was sitting there and along the way, I'm just like, I'm just waiting for it to drop in. I'm waiting for the universe to tell me. And then one day I'm sitting there and I'm looking around my townhouse and I'm like, none of this matters. None of these things matter to me. And then I was like, I can just travel the U.S. That's what I'm going to do. And that's what I did. Put my house on the market. I sold it over a year ago now. And I've been traveling ever since. That decision sat with me for a while, right? But I did, I did make it from a very grounded space. But my point is that as an emotional, what matters to me is that I'm in this grounded space, whether I've spent a year in the energy of that thing, or I've spent five minutes in it or five seconds, <laughs> like, you know, and also because I'm an experimenter. To me, there's like no wrong decisions. It's like, that's what I decided in that moment. And I've always given myself permission to change. Yeah, so I just threw a lot at you. Yes, and I love that. And I wanna, I wanna go through it. So the first thing that I want to, to say, <laughs> kind of gonna get up on my little soapbox <laughs> is- you know, cause there, there are some people out there who are like, if you're not following your strategy and your authority, this is why you're failing at life. And it's like, okay, time out. If we all existed in a vacuum free of societal conditioning, free of systemic issues that plague our collective society, then sure, sure. We could say that, but it's really important to understand that as human beings, we do not live in a vacuum. We have to go out and interface with society, you know, and society demands certain things to be successful. So I don't want people who are sitting there being like, you know, I'm a projector. I've been following my strategy and I've been following my authority and life still sucks right now. Be like, it's not your fault. There are other things at play here that you can't control, like especially those collective systems. The, there are systemic issues that make it so much harder for people to be successful. Um, so I just want to say that. And that, of course, is like a whole different mm -hmm. <laughs> big topic. Mm -hmm. um, but I just want to point that out, that there are other factors at play. Mm -hmm. um, and then for you with your emotional authority. So again, I cannot emphasize enough that this is an experiment, right? Mm -hmm. I can sit here and because I don't have an emotional authority. Mm -hmm. So I have never experienced that. I can sit here and I can tell you all about what I've read, what I've learned, what I've heard from other people, but it is up to you to take that and say, okay, how does that apply to me? Well, that sounds interesting. I'll experiment with that. Or, ooh, that doesn't really resonate. If something doesn't resonate, it's okay. 
that means, you know, just let it go and then find something else or experiment with it. You could ask yourself, why doesn't this resonate? And so, you know, if what you said, when you're talking about your emotional authority, if that resonates with people, I would definitely encourage them to, you know, continue along that vein and have their own experiment. Um, and I like that you talked about it, you know, from a grounded place. That's really interesting. Um, and I know in my Facebook group, I had someone else who's got a mental authority and they were asking about the difference between like a sounding board authority and no inner authority, which would be like the, the mental projector. And I was like, honestly, I've never thought about that before, but again, I'm limited by my own experience. I really understand what it is to be a self-projected projector, but I can only understand what it is to be a different type of projector by talking with people and hearing their experiences about it. So, yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious because we're both again, quote unquote, designed as experimenters. This is something I've actually thought about And I'm, because I talk a lot about experimenting, you know, and just give yourself permission to change. And my question is, do you think that it's our bias? Like, do you think that like, maybe some people aren't meant to experiment? It's so hard for me to even consider that. But like, do you know what I mean? Like, is that is that like a thing or is it like our design? Like, I mean, I've, I've really questioned this because sometimes, cause I put it out there so much, like just do something. And if it doesn't work, pivot, like, because I, I'm not going to lie. And I did a live on this the other day about how, like, I am not interested in attracting victims right now. Listen, I've been a victim. I know what it's like to be in that energy and I'm not a coach anymore. I don't, I don't want, I want to work with people that are like, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to be in my truth and be who I am. Like, that's what I, that's who I want to work with. If I have to push someone along because they're in that space and they've given their power away. I know I'm, this is no discount to anyone who's in that space. Trust me. But where was I going with this? Um, (laughs) I, some people, when they're in that space, they, they just can't get, they don't see their own power. So they can't even get themselves to make that move, to even try something to see if it works because it feels like such a letdown to them. Right. When in fact, it's just, I feel like I'm talking so loud because I'm like so passionate about all this stuff. It's really just putting energy towards your desires, towards your dreams, right? Whether or not it works out, you're saying, you know what, like, I'm willing to put all this aside and do the thing. So like, that's why I don't know why like victims kind of rolled in there somehow, but it did. And we'll just honor that. Um, and I will also say that this is me, me proclaiming this to the world right now on my Facebook page and on my podcast. This 
takes courage for me to say this because I'm sure there's people out there that will say like, I'm not compassionate and I have no feelings or like they would say that because I, I'm not honoring everybody as they are. And it's just, this is just the stage I'm in right now. And I, you know what, I am going to honor that. I I am going to take my power and honor that because that's, that's how I feel. So, yeah, I'm curious, like what you think about any of that, whether it's, are we, do we have an experimenting bias or (laughs) victims? Like, yeah, anything you want to like pull on there. That's so interesting. And now, you know, asking the question about the, the experimenting bias, I had honestly never thought about it before because I resonate so strongly with that one, three profile. Um, And it's to me, the, that's how I grow like personally. And I, anyone who knows my business story knows that it was like failure after failure after failure until I finally found what worked for me. And that's, you know, part of how I learned about being a projector, but I failed so many times in so many previous iterations of my business that I, I kind of, I, you know, whether or not Thomas Edison said it, I like the idea of, you know, I didn't fail when I couldn't make the light bulb, right? I found all these bajillion ways to not make a light bulb. And it's like, well, I found all these bajillion ways to not run a business. So my mistakes and my failures, which I don't even really like to think of them as failures. I like to think of it as I I just learned how not to do something like that's great. Um, so there's that. And I, now I'm going to have to go reflect on, do I have an experimenting bias? I probably do, but I firmly believe that everyone should experiment if it's right for them. Um, so there's that. And then that kind of leads into the, the victim, you know, the victimhood or victim just cause as a one, three profile, I've made a lot of mistakes. And when I found out that I was a projector, it was, it was not a happy time for me at first. I did go through that. I'm a victim. I, I can't do anything. Cause it was, you know, what does it mean to be a projector? Was that that beginning stage of figuring out what it means to be a projector for me? And all I saw was you have to wait for the invitation. And it's like, well, what do I do when I'm not waiting for it? Like, how do I function in the daily life? And so I did go into that victim mentality and I definitely, I like, I like telling people to like feel all the feels. So I'm like, if you know what, if you need to be in that space, I totally get it. There are some times where it's like, I just need to be angry. Like I'm angry at my husband and I tell him, I'm like, I just need to be angry at you right now. He's like, okay. So, you know, just allow yourself to feel whatever it is you need to feel. And then see if you can't move yourself out of that. But I like your framing of putting, it's putting energy towards your dreams. I have not ever thought about it that way, but I like that. That is, I like that. Yeah. You know, it's interesting to me that you, because I have heard that people, people say, I do this a lot where I have so many thoughts and I don't finish sentences. So bear with me. Um, that you didn't feel empowered when you found out that you were a projector, right? A lot, there are a lot of people that say that, that it was hard for them. For me, it was very empowering. 
I finally felt understood. I was like, oh my gosh, like this is why, like when I say things 20 minutes before people need to hear them or want to hear them or are ready to hear them, that is why they don't hear me. And that is why I get frustrated, you know? Um, anyways, it was very empowering for me to understand that. Finding a way to work with it, you know, for me, you know, it's kind of like crystals. Like some, sometimes I, I have the things that I get super intense about learning about. Crystals are not one of those things, you know, like I would just go to the store and pick out some crystals. And now like I have way too many, probably whoever loves crystals will say there's never too many crystals, but, and the owl is going outside by the way. So we have an owl spirit animal here right now. Um, but I just let myself play with them, you know, and then along the way I learn what each one of them are. It's, and it's not because I'm studying a book or I'm looking up like, what crystal do I use to work with X? Like I'm just using them very intuitively and playfully. And being a projector, yes, I have moments where I'll binge on some podcasts or, you know, but human design is so, so um, complex. And then there's gene keys on top of it. So like now I'm like looking at gene key stuff and um, it, it just takes, it's like, I do it in spurts. You know, I kind of listen to different and I listen, I like listening to different perspectives. This is kind of how I do everything too. It's I'll look up if I'm looking on like one, three stuff, you know, I might look up multiple people's perspectives on a one, three, and then I just let what lands with me land with me. You know, it's like, and I do that with everything. If I'm listening to somebody teach about a strat, a marketing strategy, let's say, um, my work has been in like, no, I don't believe that like, if I like your way is the only way, you know, it's like the strategy and authority thing. If you don't, if you're not doing your strategy and authority, the, this way you will fail. If you're not marketing using this kind of funnel, then you'll fail. If you're not posting every day on social media, then you'll fail. Like there's just, I don't believe in any of that. So I just listen to people and I take like, if, if I like their energy, I listen to them <laughs> and I just take the little nuggets and then I just make them Kristen style. Like I don't, I don't need to do things the way that you told me to do them. In fact, I love to break them down and create new things. I've always been able to take chaos and make sense of it. And that's kind of what I'm doing. I'm taking like all these different pieces that probably don't make sense to everyone else. And I'm just putting them together in this nice little thing that I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Uh, and sometimes I'm just tuning into my intuition and figuring out what I want to do. It just, it's like a mix of things, you know, and I give myself permission to do that. Yeah. I'm just like rambling and I'm just going to let you respond to my rambles. <laughs> so whatever you have for all of that, Ardelia. <laughs> and you're so good. Cause you're like, you address everything like point by point. And I'm like, I don't even fucking remember what I said. 
<laughs> it's amazing. That's awesome. Um, also, I the thing that really jumped out at me was you talking about having those multiple sources. And I feel like that is very, very important, first of all, especially in something like human design, right? Where there are really it's different than it is something like math, right? And math two plus two equals four. Like we have proofs. We can do that physically. We can see it. That is concrete. That's logic. When it comes to things like human design, it really depends on you and your experience. And so someone is going to tell you, you know, so like you talking about your emotional authority, again, you had, you shared something different than what I could Mm -hmm. as someone who's only read about the emotional authority and heard it from other people. So it's, it is really important to have that diversity of sources because you get those different backgrounds, you get those different insights and yeah, I've said this before in my podcast. I never want to be someone's only source for human mm-hmm. design information ever because one, I could get something completely and totally wrong, right? And two, that might not be as helpful for you, right? Like how I explain something may not be as helpful as like how you explain something. And so having those different sources enables you to connect with all these different people and their experiences and be like, okay, well, that works for me and that doesn't. And then for like the, like the marketing systems and stuff like that. And you're, you're making me realize that I need to do a better job of explaining to people how I want them to use my resources, my courses and stuff, because I don't want you to follow my system step-by-step. Step. Like I'm going to lay it out one, mm-hmm. two, three, four, five and start steps. Cause that's just how I operate. But I want you to go, okay, well, this is what she says to do for step one. What do I want to do for step one? Does that feel okay for me? Do I just want to skip this entirely, right? I want you to approach kind of the system or the steps that I've laid out with your energy and flow through it in the way that feels best for you. Um, Because again, we we could definitely say with 100% surety, if we lived in a vacuum, that if you follow this one marketing system, you'll be successful. Like, sure, we could, we could say that, right? Maybe, maybe, but we don't live in a vacuum. And there are so many other things. There is the algorithm. That's like been my big thing lately is the algorithm. And, you know, you, you I just, I, I don't know. That just kind of petered out there. <laughs> yeah. And as you were talking, I was thinking, Like, yes, I pull from different sources, but then it's always coming back and honoring yourself always. Um, And it's not for you. I mean, what I would just reflect back to you if you're open to it. Yes, she's nodding. You guys, she's nodding. Um, Is that I I don't feel that you're like, it's, I don't feel that you're like, this is the only way that's, those are the people that I'm like, I think we should be weary of. And it's not to say that if you, if you followed their system, you know, that you might make your first $10,000 a month or $20,000, whatever, you know, whatever you're seeking to do. But are you honoring yourself in the process? And this is something that is so important in the work that, that I've done in that 
in that deconditioning, I guess you could say, which I'd love for you to, to tell everyone about that process um, as well. Um, you know, because it's, it's been a lot of that. I, I talk about just dismantling the rules and the systems that we're in. Um, and just really coming back to your space of truth. And we can't do that when we're mindlessly in these systems and structures. And unfortunately, it is, it is very much a lot of the world that we live in. So I love to say to people that when you have that spark in you, that's like, mm, something's off here, like something's wrong. And this happened to me from like, like as a kid, rejecting like major systems in the world, you know, my mother had a hell of a time with me, but to me, it's like, this is what I embrace is people being a hundred percent who they are. And we can't find that until we start unraveling all the pieces that aren't us and yes, it's untethering. And yes, it takes courage because there's always going to be people who are like, why aren't you in the system? But they don't know it consciously like that, right? They just know you're off doing, you know, like Kristen, why are you traveling in a pandemic? Oh my gosh. You know, but I believe that I wouldn't be guided to do anything that would be dangerous for me, right? Even if I go hiking alone, I'm always checking in with like, is this safe for me, you know? Um, so yeah, yeah, honoring. I love that. So. I'm going to, so let's talk about deconditioning because yes. that, that ties in to essentially everything you were just talking about. So deconditioning is essentially the process where you begin to realize what energy is yours and what energy is not yours and how the energy that is not yours makes you act in a way that is not in alignment with your energy, your true self. And that's where we get this idea of the not self. So another way to kind of define and think about the not self is it's when your mind identifies with what you are not. So for projectors, a lot of us were raised to believe we were manifestors and manifestors are the ones who inform and then go out and do, right? They initiate, they start things. And so a lot of projectors were raised, you just go out and do things. You want it, go get it. Not you want it, wait for an invitation. It's going to be okay. Go have some fun. Go hang out with your friends. It'll come along. We weren't raised like that. It was, you want it, go get it. And so for us, deconditioning is really learning. It's okay for me to wait and not feeling bitter about it because bitterness tends to come up. And I think I think it's kind of a natural part of that unraveling. Um, sometimes, you know, for someone like me, it was, I was really bitter and frustrated that I had to wait for this invitation. Like, what is this? Cause a lot of the time 
you know, we're told you want something, go get it. And so it runs counter to everything we've been told essentially our entire life. Um, but I was talking with a friend talking about deconditioning. I was talking with a friend today and she said, what if it's not so much about learning to be a projector as it is unlearning how not to be a projector? And I was like, oh, because a lot, I think a lot of us, especially mm-hmm. as kids, are more in tune with our energy than we realized. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so but that's, that is conditioned out of us, right? We meet these systems and our, our family, right? As much as they might love and adore us, they are part of that system. And it has been my experience that families tend not to know what to do with projector kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're kind of an anomaly and they're like, oh, somebody help me. My child is trying to lead the family or trying to point out problems in the family. And I don't know how to handle this. Um <laughs> That was from speaking from personal experience, Um, but there's a point to this anyway. So that awareness that seeing, okay, this is my energy. This is how it works. This is not my energy. You know, it doesn't work like this, or this is how it impacts me is really that first step and kind of stepping out of the system. It really starts with that, that I would say almost mental awareness, at least that's how it started for me was that mental awareness of me actually being able to step back from my energy and seeing how I responded to different conditioning or different energy as it came into contact with me. Mm-hmm. What is your, this is a very random question. Something, there's something going on with projectors and manifestors for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed that there's like uh, a little bit of like our energies don't mesh. Is that a thing? Like, <laughs> Maybe it's just the manifestors I know, but like, there's something there, there are two things I want. I wanted to point that out. And the other thing I remember now I wanted to say is that sometimes there's bitterness that I feel if someone, and and I'm going to, I'm going to say this in a way that I, it's not going to come out great, but like, there's something in my chart, my identity center is, I don't know if it's the fact that it's my identity center is completely open. Um, but when somebody tells me what to do or tries to direct my energy, uh, I don't respond well. And that's, I, I don't know, like, is that, is that somebody like, I don't know that that's a sign of me not being in alignment. That's a sign of me showing me something that I value or maybe something I need to work on, but it's like, not it's not necessarily always a sign that I'm out of alignment. It could be that someone's kind of pushing up against something that is valuable or matters to me. That that's great. So to talk about, you know, projectors, not liking to be told what to do. That's a general thing for all projectors. I think, um, and cause I have my identity center defined and unless I like you and I respect you, <laughs> if you were going to tell me to do something, it's like, why would I do that? So as a child with my family dynamics, I did not like my stepdad. I did not consider him a good leader. And I have the channel of the alpha that is a channel of leadership. So if I perceive you as not being a good leader, 
I'm not going to follow you. And I will try to, I tried to take over my family, little like 10 year old me is staging a coup d'etat. Um, it didn't work out well. My mom was like, can I be the mom? And I was like, well, you need to do a better job. <laughs> I love my mom, but it's just, it's just that, you know, as a kid, project your kids seeing all those things, but that, you know, and, and here's the thing to just kind of segue into the manifestors and projectors. This is very, very interesting because manifestors right now are the leaders and they have been the leaders for the past few hundred years. I mean, if you think about it, the manifestors are the ones who are like, we're going to have a war because I want that kingdom over there. And then the generators are the ones who go out and fight that war, but it's the manifestor calling the shots because they can, the manifestor speaks and the seas part for them. Like that's just how their energy works. But projectors. We are, we are transitioning into a time where projectors are going to be the leaders. And as a manifester, that probably stings because they're like, well, I speak and people do things. Why would I give that up? And for projectors, because we, we have two completely different leadership styles. And I sometimes think about the manifestor and the projectors complete opposites um, because the manifestor is very their, their aura is closed and repelling. So like they speak and do things just part for them because they're using their aura and then projectors, their aura is very focused and absorbing. So we take everything in and we have to be recognized before we can really do anything. Now that's not to knock manifestors at all. My oldest is a manifester. And I love her to pieces. My brother's a manifester. I love him to pieces. They both drive me crazy, but that's okay. Um, but it's interesting watching my manifester. And I have, so I have a manifester. She's eight and I have a generator and she's six. My manifester, she looks at me sometimes and she goes, mom, why do you get to tell me what to do? And I was like, because I had you. When you have someone, you can tell them what to do, but she's just, she's got that questioning, that manifester. I don't like being told. And then of course that rubs off on my generator and my generator's like, mom, why do you get to tell me what to do? And it's like, I'm not having this conversation twice, baby. Um, <laughs> but I have noticed that with my generator, it is easier for me to direct her energy than it is my manifester. And I can tell when my manifester is listening to me and when she's not based on just her aura, I can tell when she's done. It's like, there's this, this wall <laughs> that just comes down and she's like, I'm done. I'm not listening anymore. Whereas with my generator, it's easier to direct her. And that's because of the way their auras work. So I think part of that issue is manifestors are beginning to lose their leadership status and projectors are beginning to awaken. And here's the thing though, other types have to recognize projectors. If manifestors, generators, manifesting generators and reflectors do not recognize the projector, we will not be successful and neither will they because we are here to lead. We are here to guide in whatever way makes sense for, you know, you as an individual projector, but we can't do that without recognition. So until the other types recognize the importance of projectors and the wisdom we have to offer, they're not going to be successful. So this transition from manifestor leadership to projector leadership, it's going to be radically different because the manifestor is kind of like the CEO that we have today where they're like, okay, you need to be in the office at this time and you need to do this and you need to leave at this time. And that's it, right? Whereas projectors are more of like a, 
you know, come on in when you want to, you doing okay. How's your wife and kids. And it's more of that gentle leadership than it's a, you do this. Um, So it's going to be an interesting, interesting to see that transition. And hopefully the other types will begin to recognize projectors and be able to see us for who we are and what we have to offer. Can you just talk a little bit about this um, redirection into projectors as leaders? Yeah. How so? Like, tell me what it is. (laughs) Yeah. So it also partly has to do with kind of where we are in human design. So, and I don't, I don't know a ton about this, so I cannot speak to it um, in detail, but you know, you hear a lot about the year 2027 being floated, right? And everybody's like, oh, 2027, things are going to happen. And it's like, so what is going to happen at that point is we will, we will be shifting from tribal energy to individual energy and the tribal energy manifestors speak for the tribe. There is a, the only, the only, um, what one of the manifestor channels goes from the heart center, which is a very tribal energy center up to the throat. And so manifestors are the voice of the tribe. So being in this tribal time manifestors work really well because they are connected to the tribe. They have that heart center energy and that is very tribal. And so they speak for the tribe. They speak on behalf of the tribe and they get things done in that way. In 2027, we transition into the age of like the individual and we'll be there for the next like 400 years. And I don't know if that coincides with projectors coming up as the new leaders, but it would make sense because projectors, again, are focused and absorbing and we tend to do well in one-on-one settings. We actually see other people. We have the ability to recognize other people and we tend to value people as people. And that is really going to serve us well as we transition from this tribal um tribal time into this age of the individual, where instead of you being valued for your skills and what you bring to the tribe and how you sacrifice, you are valued for who you are and your wisdom instead of what you do. Does that explain things a little Mm -hmm. better? I have heard it. And I almost said to you 2027, I almost said that. Um, Okay. I have one more, one more question I want to bring up before we wrap up here. Um, Something that I I said to a friend of mine the other day was that I, um, I, so I, I sell Arbon on the side and right now I'm talking about building a team, um, because I want to expand that, that piece. And I sat the other day and just wrote out my values and like why I'm here, my mission right now. And like. I needed to be able to tie Arbon into that, or I was going to be, I need to let Arbon go. And that's something I'm constantly doing with everything that I offer because I need to be in it or I'm not in it. Um, and one of the things I said to her was like, I know who I want to attract, but I'm challenged by the fact that I see people for, I can not only see what's present in their life right now, but I can see what's completely possible for them. 
and like who they are in their true, their true core. How do you, how do you reconcile that piece? Like, cause I can't going back to what I said about victims earlier, right? If I see someone in their true core, but they're in victim right now, like I don't want to be attracting people in, or do I, I don't know. Like, I'm curious about your perspective on that because, um, I do see, I do have this ability to see deeply into people, not only people, but like systems and structures. I can see these, these root, the root of them. Um, in fact, that's my incarnation cross is like the ability to see patterns. And like, I can, I can pick all that out. I can make sense of the chaos. Like that's what I do. So it applies to everything, not just people. I'm just curious, like what your perspective is on that. Like, how do you reconcile reality with like what you see possible? (laughs) I guess that's my question. That's, that's a really good question. I'm not, I'm not sure if I can answer it, but I will try. Um, but also I want to point out that your ability to see other people so clearly is one, yes, you're a projector, but two, you've got that completely open identity center. Mm -hmm. So you will be experiencing that other person's identity the exact same way they do. Mm -hmm. So that that just gives you a whole nother level of awareness around that. And that's cool. Yeah, it is really cool. Sometimes I'm, so my identity center is one of my two centers that I have defined and I can't imagine having it open. Um, but it seems like it's really cool. Um, it's also really frustrating. I mean, it's my life's work too. Right. But, but I'm, I feel like I, I feel like I have a pretty good understanding of who I am now, you know, but it was something I sought out for a long time. But once I feel like once you understand that it, it works. And I do, I think it's cool though, that you related my ability to see people to it. That's really cool. Yes. Yeah. And so, okay, let me think. I don't know. I don't know if I have an answer. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think about how I would approach it and see if I can answer it that way. I would say, I don't know. I've got, I've got this feeling here. Like, and I think that's, so that's, that's my authority. So I've got like this feeling in my chest that it's like, yeah, that, yeah. Except I haven't actually formed any word focused thoughts. <laughs> it's more like a feeling and my authority's like, yes, that's it. It's yeah. like, great. Could we, conceptualize that. Um, so I think it's partly about holding space, but I realize that we can't hold space for everybody. Right. But just seeing their potential and being like, yeah, you can do this. Cause that that's it. That's it. So like, if I'm going to call with somebody and I can see their potential and it's just like, yes, you can do this. Like with all of that certainty that I feel from my authority. It's like, yeah, you can do this wherever you are. You can do it. Like, I don't know how, but you can do it. But that's that also to get to the identity center, having a defined identity is like that. That's how your kind of direction finder works. It's like, yes, this is the right direction. How do we get there? We don't know, but we're going to make it. And that's kind of how that works. So that, does that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah. Because I do feel that 
I mean, sales is another thing that we could totally get into, but when I, we won't though, maybe next time we, when I see something and someone, a lot of times I can't, I can't help, but express it, you know? And, and to me, like, this is, I still, to me, that's putting the it out there. And then the invitation still comes from them, right? They still decide. And I say to people, like, I, I will hold this space. I will hold this possibility. I call myself a possibilitarian now as well. I call myself a lot of things. I can hold that space. But I need you to come the other way, the other, the other part of the way. You know, this will never be me overstepping and and coming in to to pull you in. I need you to want to be there too. So to me, that's, if we go back to the quote unquote invitation, that's what that is. And I believe that it's my role to hold that space, to hold that this is truth, you know? And I talk about this a lot when it comes to witnessing others, like as empaths, as sensitive beings, as penetrating auras of, of projectors. It doesn't serve anyone if we drop into that other person's energy. It doesn't serve them and it's not serving you. It's not serving the collective we get to our compassion is when we hold our energy and we can witness another in their energy without judgment and still see the truth, still see what's possible because we're not getting sucked into that vibration. This is so important as for people who, who want to be leaders and guides and, um, who want to hold that space for people. And there are definitely people who will, you know, even, even therapists, you know, it's, this is important for them too to be able to witness someone in their experience and still hold that ground. We lose ourselves. We give our power away when we, when we get sucked into another aura. That's why I did. I do so much protection around my energy and, I'm very diligent about that work. Yeah, that feels complete. Do you want to add anything to that? How do you feel? Yeah, that feels good. I was just thinking parenting with my kiddos. That rings true as well. Just giving them that space to experience their big emotions and be like, it's okay. You can do that here. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right. Any last minute thoughts? Oh, well, I do want to reiterate whether you're a projector or not, follow your authority in whatever way that looks like for you, because you are your authority. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. Well, 
if you felt connected with Ardelia's energy, with my energy, I'll have Ardelia's info and then in the notes, mine as well. If this is your first time here, welcome. Um, and yeah, I just, I encourage you to follow that, follow the spark, you know, just be curious about it. Let yourself follow the spark and there's something to be said about that. I, I always say if, if you're listening to someone speak and something in you lights up, like that's soul to soul connection and it's worth, it's worth checking out. All right. Thank you for being here. If you love this episode, please share it. Let's get this conversation out to more people, get more people curious and maybe um, experimenting with life a little bit more. Thank you, Ardelia, for being here. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Until next time.